Okay, are we ready? <laughs> Welcome back to Living with Jonathan and Katie. I'm Jonathan Cerdo Ralph, and I have several cookies and iced coffee ready to go. I'm Katie French, and I have glitter on my eyes and a stream in my heart. <laughs> and beautiful wallpaper. Um, I do. That look. So that's the that's your little Harry Potter closet, right? Yes. So I have. Um, I've been on full budget decor bitchery. Yeah. Bitchery and witchery. See, because the only store that's open is the 99 cent store right now. Yeah. So I have been on like massive hack. So I'm not allowed to wallpaper in my place, um, even temporary wallpaper. But I found a hack, which is this is $2 worth of 99 cent store wrapping paper and little poster like hanging strips that are like damage free. Boom. This is literally like a $6 wall. You, you're not allowed to wallpaper? No, because even even temporary can have like major residue. Um, so that won't stop me though. You tell me you tell me I can't wallpaper and I will come up with eight dollars of ninety nine cent store decor. Um, and now I mean now how fun are my meetings? You know, people think it's a background and I say no, honey, that's my real life. <laughs> Wait, you leave your camera on for your meetings? Yeah, of course you have to. I thought you were just like tit out. Pussy hanging out. <laughs> that's what I thought. No, that's just for us. It's just our weekend times. When um, I'm typing with you because all of my shorts and underwear have holes in them because I am obese. Um, my balls just, I don't know what it is, but my ball, I think it's gravity. My balls find the hole and just completely throughout the conversation, like one ball will fall out. By the end, like my fucking bolas are just like fucking hanging out. No, it's because the coven I summon them. <laughs> um, they are the second and uh, they are the third and fourth members of our coven. Yeah, of course. <laughs> How has your um, day week been going? I see, as we've talked about, you have become a Latino cop yeah. via your hairstyle. Yeah, I look very much like, you know, like my name is Vasquez and I'm about to like. <laughs> And uh, I'm 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 a, I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm a type of dude who says like um, I'm American first, American of Mexican descent, like saying stuff like that. And I voted for Trump. You know, that's kind of the haircut. Um, yeah, I got this haircut honestly because with my shaved head, if you don't shave off the sides, it actually makes my face look rounder. I look like a little chia pet. But I also did it because today was my first day returning to work. Oh, yes! Huge news! Yeah. I'm glad you saved it for the pod. Yeah, um, the pod. I, couldn't, I couldn't do anything earlier today because I I uh, got back and I needed to rest. It, How we, was it? Well, it, it was a lot of it was a lot of work um, because we're not fully open yet. So basically, we for every day this week. Um, the owner of the food truck that I, I'm a line cook on um, is having like two employees at a time, only like the bare minimum staff, you know, come in and basically we're like re-detailing the entire food truck. And this is a big, huge food truck. So today we put in new floors. We completely took out the industrial stoves, the industrial fryers. We like scraped all the gunk off. We like cleaned everything. I waxed polished and electrically buffed like with an electrical buffer um the entire outside of the truck which it's huge like you have to get on a ladder to do one panel um and i did this all with like a face mask on and um yeah so they're just getting ready to reopen in the next um week or two and um i don't know like what how many hours it's gonna be like they they're just very kind of like we're reopening. We're probably going to start doing like experimental shifts to see like how busy it's going to be and you know who's going to be on shift. But yeah, so basically this week is all just. I don't even know if I'm going in the, uh, for the rest of the week because I think they're trying to like give everyone a little bit of hours, you know. So yeah. uh, today we did like six hours of just like fucking hard, like hard work, hard labor. And it's hot um, as fuck. 
it's hot and this is all outside like like using like moving sheet metal and all that stuff like i've done all this stuff before but all in six hours in one day like first day back was definitely like welcome back to work and i walked from my apartment and it's in little tokyo the food truck um because i just didn't want to get on a bus or or a or a train i just wanted to the crowd so i just walked there um yeah so that's what i've been doing if people don't know too about jonathan you are a day and a night walker you will walk like 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 you're on a like hunger strike walking miles and miles and miles yeah like 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 it's nothing for me to walk 14 miles in a day is nothing it's truly nothing because i used to do that like my old apartment um I used to walk from there to my parents' house and it's seven miles away. And then I would leave my parents' house and walk back later in the same day. So it'd be a 14 mile uh, trip. Also, when I was in Europe this past August, I got so thin so quickly and I was only in Europe for three weeks, but I got, I lost 12 pounds when I was in Europe purely from walking because we would just be walking everywhere all day. Like, and I would walk more than Nike because um, Nike, you know, was like working and had to be at the university. So I was just like in Spain, in Paris, just walking, living life. I mind you, multiple scarves. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, But during this quarantine, because of all my weightlifting, I've just been getting beefy. And I now the walking, I think is gonna like shed out the beef a little bit, you know? when you were telling me about the hard labor you were doing and like the waxing and the buffing and the things, I really just had this vision. Cause you know, I've been wanting to start a, a, a home decor channel on YouTube. I've been looking to get into the interior design world. Um, hopefully Gwyneth will like co-sponsor. Are you asking me to be a property brother? <laughs> yes. No, but I need like, we're like reverse, right? Like I like- always knew this day would come. <laughs> if you would ask me to be a part of your remodel. Yes, but I need, because every, like, design, like, like, little snatch designer bitch is always, like, and this is Pedro. Pedro does all my work, like, but it's, like, the contractor, it's, like, the little buff that, or it's, like, the hot gay dude who, like, knows how to, like, wire a lamp or whatever. Yeah. So I need you in Daisy Dukes and Timberland, like, work boots and a sexy little belt, and then I'll be, like, it'll always be, like, oh, demo crew, and then you and your little (laughs) slut talking. (laughs) And I just like pick my way out of a nearby shipping container that you always have. To <laughs> so yeah, it, is oh actually, my God. it is actually cool because I do, I've done so many odd jobs over the past 10 years. I've like woodworked, I've metalworked. Um, yeah. I know how to do so much stuff. Um, and honestly, what's weird is when I was like woodworking and metalworking, I was taught that by a gay guy, by the apprentice who worked at the gallery. And then at this job, um, which is like like cooking and like learning how to like put together a big truck and everything. I was taught that by the owner of the food truck that I work on, who is uh, this gay Latino dude. And then one of the other workers there is this like Brazilian dude who's also gay. And so it was just like three gay dudes literally like doing construction on this truck um, all day. So <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. It was honestly cool to see like, Oh, that's so weird that a lot of the like hyper masculine things that I happen to have been taught um, were taught to me by like gay guys. By by gay mafia. Truly. And it's truly impressive that not once did we ever fuck. When gays do construction, (laughs) aren't you supposed to end end Always. With the wall on and then you fuck. I think, well, I still think this could be our new, this could be our showbiz break because imagine we would get a hot show on like HDTV and then it would be like, you know, bitch and bitch builders or something. Bitch and, then, and, bitch builders. and then we'd each be like, and I'd be like, I don't see blank spaces. I see new opportunities. And then whatever your tagline would be like. Your wall, put your fist through that wall. <laughs> I don't know if that's my tagline. Fist my walls. Fist <laughs> my wall, daddy. Um, no, but so I've been very, uh, Oh, and that's my catchphrase. Like whoever we're remodeling for, I go, let me ask you one thing, Amber. Amber's the client for the episode. May I fist your wall? And she'd be like, this is an honor. And I would just like punch through the wall. (laughs) I'm really, I mean, what if this was our true showbiz destiny? I would love it. I mean, I've been obviously look at, you know, I've created a jungle from nothing basically. (laughs) 
but I have been um, in my in my closet um, office. I've been, of course, like you know, remodeling my books and such, um, and discovering old treasures. And one of them uh, I wanted to read and introduce on the podcast today. So this is, you know, we've. I think I've showed you these books before. Um, they are the books I liked to read when I was ten years old. Um, as many people know, as a ten-year-old, my favorite literature was self-help for middle-aged women. And this book, Simple Abundance, really played a pivotal role in my life. It's uh, it's a day book of comfort and joy, as she says, and it is a daily kind of guide to sort of reclaiming your femininity and romantic lifestyle after, you know, husbands and kids and all those things. And uh, so the way it works is each day is like one of her romantic reflections on how to create a more romantic life. And then at the end of the each chapter, it's like a month by month, day by day book. It's uh, she shares her joyful simplicities for each month. And these are the things you're supposed to do in the month of May. So uh, I'm gonna read these now, okay. And tell me how many of them you plan to do, have done, you know, whatever. Um, number one, on May Day, hang a basket of flowers on your front door and your neighbors next door. A breathtaking May bouquet, that is the essence of simple abundance. And it can be created with small stems of pink dogwood blossoms, lilacs and white peony tulips. Share a bouquet with someone who works with you. Wear a small posy on your jacket lapel. <laughs> Tip one. Um, obviously we're not gonna do that unless we wanna poison our neighbors, but hey, actually I kinda would. Um, this is an important one for you to do, Jonathan. On Mother's Day, give yourself a small token of esteem. You know something you really want. Do this to honor the great mother within. <laughs> that is hilarious. I'm gonna stop um, wishing my mom happy Mother's Day and I'm gonna start honestly celebrating myself and the great mother within. <laughs> the great mother within. Um, you know, more things about, uh, let's see. Do this, it's, she says, do this whether or not you have children. If you do have children, forgive yourself for not living up to your expectations. Who could? <laughs> <laughs> Mentally toss out last year's accumulation of guilt and start off fresh. If your own mother is still alive, take the time to write her a long love letter, the one you've often thought about writing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> if your mother is not of this world, <laughs> talk to her in your heart. She'll hear you. I'm writing a love letter to mommy. <laughs> to mommy. Um, okay, next next duty for May. Wait, can I just say? Yes. Your earbud with the microphone, mm -hmm. when you turn, it actually looks like an earring, like a long dangly earring that a woman who loves books like this would wear. And I honestly think this is, would the, is this fashion? If you, like, you know when earbuds stop working eventually? Yes. If you took, like, one earbud with the microphone and then cut off the the other another set earbud with the microphone and you put like you turned it into an earring so then both were hanging down with the little microphone chips it's like a cool like jewelry commentary on on like technology, on technology. and culture right i would do that but i would just make sure to add hunks of turquoise in between the earbuds okay. to make it on brand um okay next one. Oh, this is so important right now Learn about the ancient Chinese art of feng shui. Move 27 belongings as you begin to bring order to your house. Wow, 27. 27. And then tackle just one junk drawer. I've done many junk drawers in this process. Oh, this is a fun one. I always do this every Saturday. One Saturday afternoon after cleaning, putter for an hour to your favorite music. Rearrange your favorite collection of personal, personal mementos and pictures. Savor the sweet memories and enjoy traveling back in time in your mind. <laughs> I don't ever enjoy traveling back in time. I feel like what keeps me up at night is I just think about like all the bad things I've said and all the like <laughs> things I've said and I just relive it. But I, I have stuff from like the mid 2000s that I'm just like- why You're still I processing? Yeah, I'm still going through it. I'm still processing it. Jonathan, you need to learn to cast that guilt aside and treat the great mother within with more kindness. I honestly think you should start talking like this. I think, I don't know where this voice came from. Honestly, I don't. Is this like a character's voice? I think- It's in, the real I, me. I think within every white lady, 
there's a woman like there this is lays dormant but with a snap of a finger she can be called for it. her romantic self yeah um of course her name is deborah um deborah de Levine. that's my that's my drag name that's my new yeah, drag name okay oh, this is my wait we haven't we haven't told the viewers my drag name oh yes frida nips frida nips guys do you get it isn't it good i'm ready to I do it right it. now no and then and then nike's drag name we've established is diamante diamante oh that's so great guys yeah. diamond diamond yeah but he was like, oh, there's a Spanish pop singer in Spain who's named that. And it's like, well, we haven't heard of her, so it doesn't, she's not that big. Yeah, then she doesn't exist. Sorry. Um, okay, I love this lifestyle tip. This is very me at age 10. I really would do this. Rent old movies from the 1930s and 40s or flip through the cable channels looking for old-fashioned treasures. Look for domestic details, the trim of upholstery, the curtains, the knickknacks in the kitchen. Consider why these charming, cozy sets draw us in to stay a while. That is honestly, that brings me to uh, something that I just did that I would like to discuss with you and ask if you've seen. Yes. Have you seen that new TV show on Netflix called Hollywood? I just saw the trailer and I was like, this was made for me. Is it good? It is so good. It's so, it's, it's very campy. It's yes. very, like, it definitely like aesthetically puts you back in time into like late 40s Hollywood like but it is very much like what if a bunch of like diverse people had to become prostitutes in order to succeed like it's very much that you know but it does write history in like a Quentin Tarantino way you know yeah. like Glorious Bastards or like Django Unchained and it was like oh what if all these good things happen and it makes you kind of melancholic because it's very fun but it's also like, oh wow, all these good things did not really happen. But wouldn't it yeah. be great if they did? No. I would love, it looks like it was totally up my alley. I love all, I mean, every bitch is like, I love old Hollywood, but I loved like old musicals, the underside of it. I will say per her tip and probably per um, the show as well, when she's like, look at the knickknacks, ask us why these cozy sets draw us in because a gay guy designed it in the forties and the fifties and shout out to all the gays behind the scenes, you know, there doing, a, beating faces and designing, you know, satin curtains. And honestly doing hard construction. I mean, I yes. feel like gays are known for like pointing and being like, that's chic and that's <laughs> not. But honestly, as I just said, most of the, most of the construction stuff that I've learned has been like taught to me by gays. Like you have to know how to like metalwork and woodwork. A lot goes into these walls. Beauty isn't just made, okay? Yes. It's sweat. And oh, also it. in Hollywood there, this is not really a spoiler, but there's a character who's like the pretty little rich white girl, right? But then she'll, she'd make you proud, Katie, because then at one point when she loses, this is kind of a spoiler, but I'm just gonna tell you. Um, she like loses a part out to someone who's um, not white. And then she like goes to like her rich parents and they're like, sorry that that happened. And then she's like, honestly, she deserved the role. She's a better actress, and I'm happy for her. <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's like No, it's like it's like what it's like rewriting history where it's like, what if white people were like this? <laughs> Instead, it was it's. I to be honest, I don't really know much about like the who's the mommy dearest to Betty Grable or like what's that famous feud with those two women? Oh, Betty Davis and Joan Crawford? Yes, like, I don't really know about that, but they were, like, so evilly vicious to each other and were, like, basically nothing short of, like, putting glass in each other's face powder, you know? Right. Oh, what if... I'm sure that Deborah... What was my name? Deborah DeLevine. Um, I'm sure she had a great enemy that was, like, Deandra DeLashi or something. But um, all they do is they basically just, like, put in like barbs within each of their like new spiritual books so they don't even like verbalize their aggression it's just like all like rap wars but just like within their spiritual books they're like rent every movie except the huge bomb that was blondies on a train <laughs> don't let that negativity get you down. <laughs> oh i want to any more i need more old school frenemies um okay next 
this one is, oh, this is a great tip, guys. If you're just feeling like there's too much in your life, um, take pictures off a wall, clear tabletops and mantles for one week to experience the fullness of nothing. What do you want to put back? That's not, that. that's tone deaf to the, no one needs to feel this, the fullness of nothing anymore. We're done. I know. It's, and that's like very depressive oh, well. behavior. I would do it all. That's, that's me post breakup being like, nothing matters. Why even hang my pictures? Um, for a long time at jobs, I would never, I would never like decorate an office because it always felt that then I would stay there. You know, people would be like, Full, like plants and pictures of their kids and I'd be like I don't belong here I'm gonna stay in a gray cubicle well it's um, because you never that was never like your like golden ticket where a lot of people when they got like a fancy like startup job with an office wherever they're just like oh this is my life now this is it yeah. like I, I get to like have fun and I have a good paycheck and all that stuff but um like you know you're like you're I was like oh do you have a happy family good for you <laughs> You have like, yeah, like you have that affliction of performers that you're just never content until you have the thing, you know? Yeah, but I guess the thing for me was this jungle wallpaper in a home office because a home closet, as I like to call it, um, which is changing my life. Okay, here's a great question, Jonathan. Do you have a cherished collection and do you display it? Absolutely, I have one right here. What is it? Pens. I have this eyeball pen. I have this little pen of a graduation bird. I have an alligator pen. I have a chicken. Um, I have this murder instrument. Um, and I have these nose hair clippers. <laughs> your treasured things, they speak to your heart? They speak to my heart. Is that really something you've collected like over time? These are nineties. Okay. Because everybody does have a fun little, I do like to buy like people, you know, like souvenir people buy like shot glasses or whatever. I, I hate trinkets. I hate things that are like not functional, but I do think that buying a pen from wherever you go is cute because you'll well, always use it. Actually though, I think shot glasses are very functional because I come from a shot family. Like my family just, they sit around at every holiday and they just take yeah. shots. Um, so we do collect shot, shot glasses. Like my parents have like a, connect, a collection of like rainbow colored crystal shot glasses. But I've noticed I've started to collect shot glasses from Mexico because oh, I got a shot glass in Mexico and then you got me one from Oaxaca and I still have it. And well, you actually got me like four, but like, right? they broke. Oh they yeah, before you even gave them to me, so I have one left. Um, and then I have another shot glass that my old boss got me when she went to Mexico. So I feel like maybe like a shot glass collection from Mexico is kind of cute. That is, I felt like I have felt like it's a part of like growing up is like having a collect like a collection of some. I mean, I'm not like a, I'm not a big hoarder or sentimental person, so I never really had one. But now I'm like starting to collect flamingos oh that's another thing oh, yes you're a big flamingo collector it's my new chris called it says my house is becoming a flamingo sanctuary <laughs> it's, but it's only it's only one like shelf and i it also they're just very like popular right now so they're easy to find and they're all like 50 cents a dollar or whatever i got a new one and it lights up it's like a little little rave flamingo it's just like that big um but i do think it's fun to like have something like meaningful and interesting i've always i've also always wanted to collect teacups like from thrift stores especially anything you can collect from a thrift store is very fun that's that's too on the nose for you i think flamingos is fun flamingos that makes me i'm like a fun aunt yeah exactly my i don't want to make that my spirit animal though as a mother because then like in 20 years i'm just gonna be getting flamingo towels and stuff for like mother's day it's it's not a bad spirit animal it could be worse what if your spirit animal was rooster or like something truly or horrible. a cow my friend's mother was obsessed with cows and she had a fun cow kitchen and it was like five million cow clocks tea towels everything it was like salt and pepper butter cookie jar everything cow gross i think it just happens my sister moni is obsessed with frogs that's her mother's spirit animal yes uh, you know she became a mom when she was like 20 so as long as I can remember, she like loved frogs. And so when you go over to her house in Santa Clarita, 
it's she has a whole like you know like those tv you know where they put the tv but it's like a big bookshelf that yeah put a tv in and it's like tons of shit around it you know what i mean she just has nothing but like frog stuffed animals frog tchotchkes frog like all the ranas ranitas, like all that stuff like the see hear no evil speak no evil frog stuff you know so honestly i feel like a frog is not a bad spirit animal it's like it's obviously like it's tropical it's slimy it's amphibious it's, they, it's sexually it breaks the sexual binary because it can like turn a male to mate with itself or whatever that's exactly what i was saying we literally thought the same <laughs> the same thing at the same time have you ever seen like african bullfrogs that are like huge like i mean massive I saw this little featurette where it was the male guards the like hundreds of tadpoles and it was like guarding it had like a little tadpole pool and like a pond and the sun was like evaporating all the water so all the tadpoles were gonna die so the dad like really quickly took his whole body weight and he burrowed to like create a channel from the pond to the little one and like flush it with water again to save all his tadpoles. I saw that was that on like a planet earth or something? Some yeah some little something. Yeah. But I was like, wow, he's cool, even though he's really ugly. They're so, they're all like, they, if you stumbled upon, also, I think they, a father, a father doing right by his baby. (laughs) Well, ugly though. (laughs) I also think they're carnivorous. They have like actual little like teeth. It's weird. Anyways. Really? Oh, yeah. Bullfrogs, they're the ones that like, you know, when they become those nature shows, they'll show like a little like beautiful sparrow sitting on a branch. And then some like toad comes in just like. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly it. Um, Oh, honey, you're going to love this one. As my gay um, builder sidekick, we need to get you a name. You have to have like a little nickname, right? Like, so I can be like, oh, his name's Jonathan, but we call him, you know, what was it? Pasquale. Pasquale? Yeah. I was going to say Bildy. No, it needs, my nickname needs to be a completely other name. It shouldn't make sense. <laughs> unrelated. Yeah. Um, oh, honey, this is so dumb. Start regular foraging forays to keep the material girl distracted. <laughs> Check newspapers for estate and moving sales. Scan grocery store bulletin boards for flea market announcements. This was very 90s. It is obviously. very 90s. It also, you know who you're, who you're going into? You're mm-hmm. going into Chloe. Oh yes, Chloe Sevigny, America. Um, you, although this is something you do do because you're a Zillow slut, right? Uh, I'm a realtor.com whore. Oh, okay, got it. Zillow has a has an interface that I don't agree with. <laughs> but you do you look up homes and just that'll never be little to keep the material girl distracted inside. Yes. Yeah. No, I look up homes and I go, wow, wouldn't it be great if I could one day afford 5% of what this costs to The closet in this home? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That one's a boring one, recommending some books. Um, Oh yeah, and then of course on Memorial Day weekend, dust off the grill, make potato salad, and get out your white shoes. Be happy and grateful. Disgusting. To be honest, this one is, this May was pretty disappointing for how, ridiculous she can be. My favorite tip, I think it, she says it in June, is she says, switch out your handbag for a basket this summer. <laughs> That's the best one. Um, and I think I, I was telling my girlfriend who works for Home Decor Magazine um, about that one, and she said that she knew a woman who did carry a basket, and that like going through security at TSA was always a problem. <laughs> Honestly, that is something that's so important about someone. If you ever did that when you died at your funeral, I would be like, does everyone remember when, like, the years from the year 2028 to 2035 when Katie just used a basket in lieu of a purse? Like, that would be, everyone would be like, yes. That would be, like, a major thing about you. Can you imagine if I if we went back to comedy and I brought my basket to all open mics and then while I- while I was on stage, I was like, can somebody make sure my basket's okay? Honestly, if you did that, people would just be putting in their, like, little slips. <laughs> that would be hilarious if you did that. They put in all their slips, and you just, like, you just, like, put the basket under your arm, and then you just, like, took off. Walked out. <laughs> um, 
I also bookmarked, okay, now that one, so that one's called Simple Abundance, A Day Book of Comfort and Joy. This one is called Romancing the Ordinary. This is the one that I've seen before. A Year of Simple Abundance. Now my favorite thing, this is what's fascinating about this author, is that she wrote Simple Abundance in the 90s. Oprah picked it up. She became an overnight millionaire. It was like millions and millions. This was the number one seller for many of our mothers in the 90s. It's literally my, my stepmother, my mom, and my grandma all had this on their nightstand. Um, it was like the book right? So the author, she became a millionaire woman overnight. I believe then she wrote this book, Romancing the Ordinary. At this point, she had bought a fucking castle in England because it struck her fancy and was romantic to her. And now her third book is called Peace and Plenty about how she lost all her money. She lost all her money? How? All her money. How? Honestly, a bad marriage. She had like I think two back-to-back -back husbands who kind of like took her and cleaned her out. So she went from owning like a cat, a, a like, no, not a castle, an abbey, like Lord, Sir Lord Newt or Newton's uh, abbey she like bought in England and like probably like wrote there and like drank tea and like went to lavender fields or whatever all day. And then um, in her, she like married a bad man and lost all her money. And then she ended up like in her sister's couch, like, I don't know, in Downey or something. And then she wrote her third book about... <laughs> Her financial ruin and getting back on board. Um, to Downey, the Katie <laughs> story. Now she lives in Downey Abbey. Let's do it. <laughs> but so only, uh, that is only for Southern California listeners. It's a very specific, it's a geo-specific joke, but it was worth it. Um, so this one is the same same kind of style. She oh uh everything is always like you know thoughts and thoughts of like how to you know this is this one's very about like your sensuality and delighting in the ordinary and all these things um so i'll read this little devotional this is the one for i guess what may 6th would be we long to be in touch with life to touch and to be touched not not relevant right now yeah we are also afraid of letting anything get at us Afraid of letting life come too close, we keep it at arm's length. Some monk said something about something. Um, but being out of touch makes one sick. Touch heals. We need not fear contact, only the lack of it. This is 100% opposite, opposite for today's lifestyles. Often when we feel as if we've lost touch with reality or ourselves, it's because we're being pulled in 20 different directions. The ancients believed that when this happened, a person needed to ground himself in order to call back the scattered parts of the soul. The best way to stand barefoot on this earth and do so in a standing meditation. The best way was to stand on barefoot. As the person prayed, he was to remember that the same loving energy that was above him in the air and beneath him in the earth was also flowing through him. When you're so frazzled that life seems like an out-of-body experience, try this standing meditation outdoors at night, under the stars or a full moon. It really works. A shared religious symbol throughout the world is removing one's shoes before entering a house of worship. In the Old Testament, God spoke to Moses from a burning bush, and Moses was told to take off his shoes because he was standing on holy ground. Other people say, you got to put your feet on the ground, blah, blah, blah. The expression, take off your shoes, you are standing on holy ground, is used to convey seeking and finding the sacred in the ordinary. Have you ever heard that expression in your life? No. Take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. No, but, but you're... I mean, that is a nice expression, actually, because it does give the sense of, like, something sacred happened here. But I'm also sure, like, someone vomited and, like, shat and had a baby here, too. You know what I mean? I lost connection again. I can frozen. Oh, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. My, I think mine, yeah, mine is dragging. Is it still dragging? Yeah. I love, last I heard you say it was that, but that was nice because it was sacred. Really? See, because I can always hear you. I just, you just freeze. But I feel like with me, my audio also goes out on your because with you, it goes like this, I am talking slow motion, and like I can't hear any of it, and then it'll go, and then, and then you come back. Really? It like drags, and then it like all comes at once. Yeah. Maybe it's a spell from, from 
it's demon tongue. <laughs> the setting is demon tongue. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it is nice to like, to take off your shoes, I guess, as a sign of respect, right? Because it's sacred. She it's says- It just reminds me of the type of people who do those like Zodiac YouTube channels where they're like, good evening, Gemini. <laughs> It is a wonderful week coming up today for you. Like, you know what I mean? And they, like, tell you your horoscope. But at least this bitch, it was the 90s, so she couldn't foresee this. But there are some people who are on YouTube who, during the coronavirus, are making predictions that's like, girl. Not today. You don't have talent. Like, there's no <laughs> talent in you. Especially if you see people predicting for March, like, if, if you go back on YouTube to see, like, um, you know, Gemini March or Capricorn March or whatever, um, if anyone was not predicting utter disaster, standstill, <laughs> um, like, life being in a dark place, they don't have any psychic talent. I mean, that must be a lot of them, right? Yeah. That's why I would always just be like, amazing shifting energies could happen on larger big scales you know it would work for everything it's honestly true because if you get too too specific i immediately will turn off something that does not connect if it goes so against what my life is like if it's just kind of like gemini there's a woman in your life a romantic <laughs> woman i'm just like like next like no you should really that's a branch of astrology that is so underserved you need to be a gay guru as well Right? Gay Gemini. Good good Mara. Just be like, this is only for the gay Geminis. It's only for like grinder Geminis, you know? But what about Scruff and Growler and and what are the other ones? I don't know what their signs are. <laughs> Daddy hunts or whatever. <laughs> Probably all Capricorns. We should invest in a gay astrology dating. Oh my God. Okay, I have so many business ideas because they're all just coming to me in quarantine, I guess. Are, are you a Capricorn? You're a Capricorn, right? I'm apparently, apparently, I am a triple Capricorn. It means you're extra horny. Does it? Apparently all my moons, all my suns, all my bitches, they're all Capricorn. And the person who told me that, literally, like, when they told me, they said, I just want to let you know, um, you're a triple Capricorn. It was like, it was like bad news. That's not bad news. You know what is bad news? Being a triple Gemini. That's- Is that what you are? No, I'm not a triple Gemini. I would be, I would have killed you by now. <laughs> a triple Gemini is a serial killer. <laughs> that's like the worst, that's the worst combo you could possibly get. The worst sign, I know. Well, let me finish this, um, this devotional today. Perfect. This is oh, so me, so me, oh my God. For years, I've always gone barefoot in my house. I love the feeling of different textures as I walk around, the warmth of the rugs, the smoothness of wood floors, the coolness of my kitchen's terracotta tiles. Yeah, bitch, we get like, that's how you know you have a fancy house. You have multiple um, textures below your feet. Taking off your shoes when you arrive home can become a homecoming ceremonial announcement that you've left the workday behind and entered the sacred space of your own sanctuary for rest and renewal. And after you take your shoes off, Brother David, who the hell is that? The monk? Brother David suggests a foot bath as a spiritual exercise for an experience in which our senses spontaneously spark off of a grateful response. A foot bath is not a bad choice. Can anyone deny that this is a step in the direction of life abundance? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Brother David stayed with her after she lost all her money? Doesn't Brother David sound like, it It sounds like um, she's a wealthy woman with like a gay younger brother. And then she's like, oh, that's dear Brother David. No, it doesn't no? at all. It sounds like a spiritual guru or a monk that she decides to call Brother David, who is of course also homosexual. But I highly doubt when she went from Dorset to Downing, uh, I highly doubt Brother David uh, was buying a coach ticket to Downing, California. She probably, or Brother David is also someone she's hoping to seduce with her romantic wiles, but he's like one of those, either a gay monk or totally like asexual. Like, remember when Samantha Jones tried to fuck a priest in Sex and the City? 
Yeah, well, she tried to fuck a priest, but she also tried to fuck a monk. And she was like, meditating with this gorgeous monk. And because he doesn't have sex, he was just hard all the time. Yeah. And then she'd be like, you're hard. And he's like wearing like flowy garments so you could just like see it. Yeah. And then she like immediately starts to like undo his pants. And he's like, Samantha, no. I took a vow. That I would just stay hard for the rest of my life. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't believe people who take those vows. I don't believe that they take those vows. They're all liars. Sorry, I was picking up my knife. Your murder, your murder weapon, your sacred, your romantic murder weapon. This is my collection of knives and blades. Well, now, now that you're done with your reading, I would also yes. like to read. Do you mind if I read the entire chapter of Gemini from the Bible? <laughs> Just for a quick. And this a is a hot read. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> um, those were very fun. I think. Um, yeah, I. This is the woman we want to be. I think a foot no, bath. I, don't I, you think a foot bath is a step in the right direction? <laughs> I don't want to be her. Um, I. I would never. If I had that much money, I would never marry anyone. No, that's the thing. But because, unfortunately, as I've learned, because her spirit is a romantic, she believes in the highest powers of love, and unfortunately, the lowest amounts in her bank account. So here's the thing that I look at, like, how do you lose all your money? Like, she has right. no money. Well, she also said, which is, like, fair enough, that, and this is something that, this is why it's like, oh, God, thank God I'm, like, never going to get that much money. Um, no, I shouldn't say that. We should all be open and abundant. Um, but she said that when she got that money, she never had that much money. This is common, right, for a lot of people also who are, like, athletes or whatever. You get this much money you've never had. You, like, don't even know what to do. And she felt like, equal parts guilty and that also when you become that rich and that like well known everybody comes out of the woodwork right so she says that i thought i could solve most problems in my life with a check so she was like handing out right and left to like family members to charities like everybody hits you up and she was just like yeah okay like all that stuff so she it was like bad marriage which i think took half her stuff and then a lot of like toxic relationships around money that became about money so but so if she was, if she became a multimillionaire because of her first book in the 90s that Oprah plugged for her on her show, then she would have been like worth a lot of money, right? Like $60 million, like something like that, right? Like, no, but probably like four or five million. Because authors don't, also authors like don't, depending on what's up. I mean, J.K. Rowling is like a billionaire because of the movies as well, you know? Right. Okay, well then I don't understand how, then maybe it's just some bad choices on her part. Like if you, if you suddenly have $5 million, you should not be buying a castle that costs $2.5 million. It's 50% of your worth. You know yeah. what I mean? Why would you? Agreed. And also I think that she was like, and this is hilarious. This Abby is like from the 13th century, her like little whatever and she was like inside that's how she well i think i remember her too being like and by the way just needed endless repairs and i'm like yeah but you bought a third like a thousand year old house like or living of course and what's crazy is like that only satiates like this weird fantasy of like living in the past and living in a castle and but the reality of it is not actually romantic like i feel like as i get older i go like Oh no, I definitely don't want to live in a hacienda. You know what I mean? Right. I do. It's actually, cold and damp. <laughs> yeah, like I, I do. Well, a lot of times, like in old houses, um, the the way that they don't have a lot of light that comes in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. much more like closed off. You know, even like Frank Lloyd Wright houses, he like has areas of those houses that just don't have a lot of light. And I watch like a whole thing on YouTube how they're hard to sell all over the country. They're really, really hard to sell because they require so much maintenance, so much upkeep and yeah. No, I, I feel like it must be, especially when you buy those houses or like that, the big, the the Mayan houses like near us, the big um, frankly right house, it's like $30 million, something like that. Like when you buy that, you have to be like a, a like patron of it. Like you must like, like it that much because otherwise it sucks to like own one of those type of properties, you know? I, you're talking about the one on Franklin, right? 
No, the one it's like up in the hills. It looks like a Mayan temple. It's oh, Mayan. that one. Yeah, yeah, that is that is selling for twenty three million dollars. It's a three bedroom manor. Three That's bedroom. the crazy thing too. Is like those houses. It's like the it's like a museum. It's like the size of the Getty, and there's only three bedrooms. Yeah, like now, crazy. There is another Frank Lloyd Wright one down on Franklin. You know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, the one that the Dahlia was maybe killed in? No, that's a different house. That's a different house. No, this one is also looks like a like an ancient Mayan primordial type temple. Um, and I like that one much better in terms of how it looks than the one up in the hills, but it's the worst location. It's like right on Franklin, right on the busy street. There is no view from what mm. I see. And um, it just looks so out of place because you could tell it was built at a time when Franklin was like a much calmer street and it wasn't a busy like thoroughfare. It was obviously like a residential street when it was built way back when. But also, you know, what kind of like takes me back from liking Frank Lloyd Wright is I love that he was inspired by like indigenous type of building, but he never went to Mexico or anywhere in Latin America to learn about actual techniques that they use. So a lot of the stuff that's like Mayan inspired, it's not even inspired authentic, from authentic Mayan stuff. It's just his idea of what a Mayan temple would look like. And so it kind of puts this like, I don't know, like inauthenticity or like fakeness into it because there, he didn't even go and like study it, you know? That's, that's why I'm not buying it. They've tried to make me, I said no. <laughs> Honey, give me a Hacienda and Downey, okay? That's what we want. <laughs> the view from the one in the hills yeah. is like Architectural Digest. One, It's like amazing. It's the Blade Runner house, if people don't know. That's the one we're talking yes. about. And it's like, I, I hope only a villain can live there too. It's very villain-esque, you know? Like that has this whole catwalk where you can just like look over your minions and like watch it burn or whatever. That's why, honestly, if I could afford it, I would buy that you would buy it you i would love if you got like insanely wealthy to just watch you on um like giving your realtor hell taking you to all these like incredible properties and then you just like trashing them right and i'm just saying stuff to the realtor like what what are you even good for what am i paying you for <laughs> you walk in because that i think that house too maybe it's the hot that house has a um like a, a river through the living room right there's no. a street. No, there's like a catwalk and both sides are water from one oh, room to the next okay. or something like that. Okay. Um, I can see you would just be like, what, what is this? What am I indoors out? I can't tell. <laughs> and then the next house that of course doesn't have a river in the living room. Yeah. Where the fuck is my river? Yo, it's not even a river. Wow. Okay. Okay. Feels like we're on a different page, um, but okay. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know, colonial. And I just turn to them and I go, Tammy, can I ask you something? Are you a straight up racist? <laughs> like, I'm a nightmare client. <laughs> Meanwhile, I go into a colonial house and I go, and this was an El Torito, right? <laughs> um, oh, I remember, remember going to El Torito. Oh, remember prom? <laughs> yeah, it's so like suburbs of LA, like with your friend, like I would only ever go to El Torito with my white friend's family. Yeah, there's but also, there was an El Torito, okay, do you know what I'm talking, there's two types of, there's like an El Torito Plus basically. Oh, I think it's the cantina, I think that's what it's called. Okay. There's basically, there's like your basic, your standard El Torito, and then there's like a basically a like, their version of a like, funner fiesta. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the one that's in, um, in Newport Beach. <laughs> Got it. Fashion Island, and it's like the really, it's the real sassy one. Um, but yeah, all right, RIP to El Torito, to Olive Garden, to all shout of our dreams. Shout out to the Fraser family who I would always go to El Torito with <laughs> at when I would sleep over. And would they be like, and is this like your abuelas? Yeah, they would ask stuff about like uh, Mexican cooking. Um, if I ordered in Spanish, they would be impressed with, but like ordering food is like one of the simplest. Nothing, yeah. It's like the simplest Spanish you could possibly like speak. So it's not impressive. It's not impressive. I'd be like, and does this taste like your grandma's number four combo? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great joke. 
<laughs> That's a great joke. Remember jokes. Um, oh yeah, yeah, now like I don't know. I don't think here's my secret. Okay. I think when we're done, I don't think anyone's gonna be funny, and I love that we're all just gonna be like on an even playing field at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. When um when does your uh truck reopen? I don't know. Um, my I'm boss within the next like week or two. Well, um, give it, let us like say what it is so people can, cause I will order and support once it's open. Um, order from Kitchen Downtown LA. It's spelled K-T-C-H-N. <gasps> so kitchen with none of the vowels in it. It's yeah. pretentious like that, but it is a food truck. It's owned by like a queer Latino dude who employs like other queer Latinos and people and it's, you know, we're line cooks and and what is the the um the food? Oh, it's like a mixture of American, Mexican, California bistro, gourmet type truck food. It's like a fancy gourmet food truck, basically. You just described yourself, Mexican American gourmet California. Yeah. It's me it's me on a plate. <laughs> a delicious delicious delectable treat and that's a step in the right direction <laughs> guys this has been such a such a journey yes. um through thank abundance you. and romance thank you to for, for tuning in um we hope you're weeping and happiness <laughs> and joy as you watch this and we'll be filling your life with abundance and taking things off your walls and sitting in the fullness of nothing and putting on your favorite tunes and putting around while they play, as she said. I want, ugh, we need a sketch show. When the world returns. Well, you know what? If the world is giving Eliza Schlesinger sketch shows after sketch shows, I don't think they're gonna give it to us. I mean, she's not good at that. She may be good at other things, but it's not sketch. You heard it here first, guys. I don't think Jonathan I, will be writing for the next season. I don't think I'm like blowing any of one's minds. I mean, is that not her reputation? I will probably cut this off. But is that not her reputation in comedy? Like, yes. she's bad. Yeah, very much. Anyways, well, the only one left doing comedy. Yeah, when it all Guys, until next week, um, just stay romantic. Yeah. And we we bless all your Zoom chats. And we hope that there are no freezings and no hiccups on any of your Zoom chats. That the communication is free and open with abundance. With abundance. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.